So, I, I just wrote some notes. I said, we have looked at prayer as somehow asking enough or with enough faith or fervor to please God, and then He'll relent and somehow grant us our wish. That's how we look at prayer. Does that, does that make sense? And really, prayer, it says the kingdom of God is what? You guys should know this. The kingdom of God is what? Righteousness, shalom, peace, irene in Greek, and joy in the family, in the Holy Spirit, really. Does that make sense? Now, the rest, He's designed you so perfectly, you get to go create with a paintbrush. You have right standing with God. You, you're perfect perfectness in Him. You, are, you have righteousness. You have shalom. And to a Jew, shalom was everything. How many guys know that? Because a lot of people go, um, uh, well, I don't know. I've heard everything. You know, like, uh, how you doing? You know what? I've got this and this, but, I, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but I've got everything. To a Jew, they're like, well, what's wrong with you? You don't have shalom. You're missing some things. Does that make sense? To Jewish, like, if we're in him, then we have everything. And Jesus said, my shalom I leave with you, not as men. You, it's free to you. You don't have to earn it, right? So we have right standing with God. We're in him. We have peace. We have shalom, wholeness in every area. So we don't have to pray for it. You get it? We have that. Prayer is just simply settling down in him and reminding our, our, ourselves of what we already have. And it's just this beautiful intimacy with our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're back in the family. And I think a lot of people are still trying to pray to make it happen. Does, does that make sense? No, you have, right, you have the kingdom of God. You have righteousness, peace, and joy. Now you get to go create because you're creating in His image, and we create. Does that make sense? You have everything you need to go create. You were created in His image. So a lot of people are still trying to beg God with a heart full of unassurance and fear, and they're producing unassurance and fear. Whereas the, the, what we're supposed to be doing is Oh, let's settle myself down again and just realize who I am. I'm an Abraham seed and heirs according to the promise, and I'm created in this image. What I, what I, what I hold on to in my heart is what I'm actually going to see in the physical. Does that make sense? A lot of you guys are begging God to go do it because I've given you the ability to go do it. Does that make sense to you guys? So, I'll, I'll try to share this. So, it's really our supernatural union with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've entered into that land flowing with the milk and honey. It is resting in Him and allowing His Spirit to freely flow through us and manifest what is already true about us in Christ. Does that make sense? So, boy, um, when, you teach that, when you teach that simplicity that you are one in Christ and there's nothing that can ever separate you from that reality, boy, you touch somebody's works, whether it's their fasting, their Bible reading, their studying, where they, do, they think they do a little bit more than you. How many guys see people get spun through the roof on that one? You touch their works, man, and they don't like that. Because you know what? Now they're, they're co-equal with the, the, the prostitute downtown. And I love that, personally, because that makes, I go... She's as good as me, and I'm as good as her. Yeah, because we're in Him. Hallelujah, man. What, a, what an amazing thing. But the religious guys who've been working the last 40 years are ticked off. So they're, going, they're the older brother in that prodigal son story. They have a hard time with the loving God that gives everything for free. You mean all that was for naught? Yeah, kind of. Boy, they don't like that. Does that make sense? And uh, if you're not, just go to a religious Bible study once and go touch their works. They will spin through the roof. In fact, come to, come to our house fellowship sometimes. When the religious person comes, they get worked up and they get through, shown through the roof. And, and then, then everybody goes, whoa, I've never seen that until now. Your cat's shaking her head. That's why I get thrown out of most elders' meetings. I just enjoy it, personally. I go, if Jesus got kicked out of all the religious meetings, then that's my goal. I want to get kicked out of every religious meeting. So, amen? Does that make sense? So, that's, she knows. That's the orneriness in me. I just enjoy it, actually. So, can we hit that next slide, Ben, or whoever's doing it? Doug, I don't know who's doing it back there. I can't see. Like... I'm blinded by the light. Manfred Mann, you guys know that, right? What's the next words he says? It sounds like it says douchin', doesn't it? 
Not like a deuce. Like a, something in the night, what does he say? A deuce, like two, dose, right? Yeah, when I learned Russian, I learned something very good. Dva piva, means two beers. It helped me. <laughs> Dva piva, please. Anyway, so that's what I mean, the religious guys just get spun through the roof and all that stuff. Anyway, all right, I wanna show you the secular world. You guys, you, you guys hear me talk about Anthony Robbins a lot, right? And this is what I'm just trying to say, is like the Spirit's been poured out on all flesh. These guys just go create and they get results and then the church is over here doing their stuff and they're not getting any results. You guys understand? And all they're doing is they're participating in this free gift that God's given to everybody. Now they don't have the reality that they're completely sinless yet. That's our God. That's the gospel. It says, you are ambassadors for Christ. Your message is to share the message of what? Remember? Reconciliation. That God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to the reality that you're one with Him. Now these guys, they're, they're not going to go, oh, I got to get into my Bible more. They just go, let's go create. And they create. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to show you this. So here's Anthony Robbins. I, whatever you hold in your mind on a conscious basis is exactly what you're going to experience in your life. That is actually prayer right there. And I'm going to go show you some scriptures to support it. That's really prayer. It's like this thing that whatever I hold here closely is ultimately what I'm going to manifest in the physical. How many of you guys have ever seen that? We talk about that before, Joe. It's like, you know, when we were younger, we were in the zone. We were just, we would, we would mentally think, God, I want to do this with my life and, and go do this and this and this. And then we got saved. Oh, no, it's not that easy. No way, dude. You need to repent. You need to do this. First thing you need to do is get yourself a good church, go to a Bible school. And I started to die, man. Because what was easy became, really? I got to do all that? Right? We talked about it all the time. I go, I'm going back to the zone. That was a lot easier for me. It's just to go, man, I'm, I'm supernaturally natural. Whatever we put in our heart and mind is what we're going to create. Let's go create. And that's, that's the reality of who you are. Does that make sense? All right, so we can hit that next slide. But that is true. Now, they're getting results like crazy in the church world. trying to go produce it by their good works. They would never say that, but that's what they're doing. Hey, I'm in, I'm in my Bible every day. I'm praying in tongues every day. I said, why don't you just operate how God's already beautifully designed you? Does that make sense to you guys? I have no problem with all that stuff, but anyway. Um, anybody, what, who, who invented this thing? Yeah, God, yeah, exactly. that's actually the right answer, but yeah, Joe, you're both right. God invented it, and Einstein just came into the reality of it. He didn't invent it, right? So, E equals MC squared. Now, if you go look at that thing, what does E stand for? Energy. What are the units on that again? I don't remember. You're the double E guy. Isn't it? Where's Tommy? Where's Tom Cassidy? He was here earlier. Yeah, but what is it? It's like, uh, is it a force over a distance? What is it again? No, that's work. What is it? Uh, force over a distance? What's energy? What's a joule? Like kilogram squared, meter squared, second squared? What is it? We should be able to figure it out. Mass times, uh, yeah, so it should be kilogram, meter squared, second squared, right? Because mass times a velocity squared. Yeah, yeah, okay. None of that matters. I'm just trying, I'm just, I was mentally trying to think about it today. Like, God, I've lost a lot of stuff. I don't remember. <laughs> so I don't remember all this stuff. Anyway, um, E equals MC squared. This is a, so E is energy, and energy, can you, can you see energy? Right, U double E's, can you see it? Would you know it's there, right? How many guys are little kids and you peed on an electric fence? <laughs> you found out it was there, right? We took the city kids out and go, hey, could you try this once? And then they, uh, See, I could have played with you, Ronald. You city guys, you LA guys, man. Here, what's that thing? I'll go take a whiz on it once. 
<laughs> my wife's going, sweetie. It's just guys, right? This is what we do. So ladies, it's just roll with us. That's what we do. We laugh so hard, right? We just think it's the funniest thing when other guys, when your friends get hurt, but not hurt too bad, right? I'm like, are you okay? Okay, now I can laugh. You know, as long as you just got a little bit of blood and stuff, it's not too bad. As long as limbs aren't sideways, then we don't laugh as much. But like, oh God, we still kind of laugh. But anyway, so energy equals mass. How many guys, it, mass is physical, is it not? Times the speed of sound, a velocity squared. So how many guys know that this book is moving at the speed of sound squared? Every particle in there is moving at the speed of sound. What? I mean, speed of light, I'm sorry, you're right, Michael, yeah. Speed of light, I'm sorry, which I used to know that. It's like, uh, Martin, would you tell me, it goes around the world seven times in a second or something like that? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try to break this down for you. Try to make Einstein easy for you. Okay, so energy has a, is a frequency and a wavelength, right? All you double E's, am I so good so far? Tommy and Joe? Am I rolling? I'm rolling. Energy has a frequency and a wavelength. You can't see it, but we know it's real. It's powerful, etc. And whatever that frequency and wavelength is, it produces something of mass. It produces something in the physical. So the spirit realm produces the physical. That's all I'm trying to show you. Now, how many guys know that love has a certain wavelength and frequency, and if we stay on it, it's going to produce something? The opposite is also true. So our thoughts, our, our spirit man is really where we go do this thing. So what Anthony Robbins, all this is doing is sharing what Anthony Robbins just said. What you focus on mentally is exactly what's gonna be the mass that's gonna be produced, the physical realm. Does that make sense? So I'm trying to show you that prayer is just this beautiful thing that I don't need to earn anything from God. I'm one with him again. So my prayer doesn't change God and doesn't, I, I'm a loving father. You know, all these things about prayer, the simplest thing like I've been teaching the last few weeks is the simplest thing to relate it into a relationship, a husband and wife or a father, son, and go all the things you learned about faith, would you do that to your wife or kids? I wouldn't. Whereas we, we're, we're kind of connected by this pipe. And... If you, if you got a little sin in your life, I'm not going to do anything for you. Once you clean out your pipe, I'll go do it. Yet that's how we treated the Father. Does that make sense? So we think, why am I not, why is my prayer not working? No, it's working beautifully because you're one with him. You just don't, don't understand it. You think you're begging God because that Greek, that English word which I'll show you is ask. So in English, it looks like um, we're asking God whether it's okay or not. Does, does that make sense? And then we get it onto this weird doctrine, which I, I just... He's given you the ability to create. Whatever you create is what you're going to create. And so he, we hear all this strange stuff, really, that, um, well, he's going to make sure you can handle it. And it doesn't say that. It just says something totally different than that. It says, listen, all things are yours. Right? Doesn't it? There's no disclaimer that the church puts on it. Well, there's no wells. There's no yabbits in the new kingdom. So uh, what I'm just trying to show you is, is the, the, the secular world understands this kind of stuff, and we're still trying to go through hoops thinking if we, if we pray the right way, if we do the right thing, then that's going to produce, it's going to move God enough, then he's going to go produce it. No, you're, you're one with him. He's not separated from you. He's created you in his image. You have the ability to go produce it. You guys get it? All right, let's go to the next slide. If I totally go to like... E equals MC squared for dummies. Like WikiLeaks actually has a pretty good thing about that too. And it, basically it says, listen, the, the energy and the, and the physical realm are, are equals. So whatever energy you produce, and that's what we've been talking about. Your heart is really where this whole kingdom thing works. It's really your subconscious. Your, your, it's literally in your DNA. If you've read those healing codes, the love code and, and uh, uh, 
and heart math, if you go look at that, I just love the science behind it because it's really just quantum physics. It's explaining, it's explaining in science what's already true about you being fearfully and wonderfully made. Does that make sense to you guys? So, all right. So, Esther, we, this was just, I left this in there because I was like, I love this. The old covenant were types and shadows of something even greater, the much more that to come. So, if this was a truth in the Old Testament, Esther 5, 3 says, and the king said to her, what do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. How many of you guys know the much more, the, the, the real reality in the new covenant is how much of the kingdom do you have? The whole thing. Does that, does that make sense? All right, go hit that next slide. And you guys know we're, we're the bride, right? The church is always the bride, and he's our, he's our, we'll go ahead and hit that next slide. Do we not have it? I can tell you what it is then, if we don't have it there. Oh, is it a picture? You can't do the pictures? Oh, okay, there it is, all right. All right, John 16, 23. Uh, hold on, feels like I missed one. Oh, no, that's okay. All right. John 16, 23. <coughs> Jesus is talking about this future time to the disciples. Now you guys know it's going to be really quick in the future where he was going to go away. And then he said, but at that time when I go away, you're, you're not going to ask me anything in the physical anymore. You're going to go straight to the Father. So that's the, I'm just giving you context. Basically, you're going to realize your oneness with the Father. So it's John 16, 23. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you. How many of you guys know when he says most assuredly, what does he mean? For sure, guys. This is something you can hang your hat on. Does that make sense? And for 2,000 years, the church has kind of go, you never know. But I just love the assurance. You know, in Hebrews, it says, I've given you two things that you can hang your hat on. Because I can't I swear by anybody greater. I don't have a, I don't have a judge or I don't have any guy to, to swear. Like we swear on a Bible or you go before a, a judge when you're getting married. He goes, I don't have that. I'm my, me, the Father, and the Holy Spirit are one. So I just swore by myself. And, but to give you something so that's sure because I can't lie like a man. So I swore, I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to give you something else. I'm going to give you a blood covenant. I'm going to show you how much I love you. I'm going to have Jesus fulfill all of those types and shadows, all of the law for you, die for you, but then rise again, which is proof that sin's been taken care of. Because it says he rose for our justification. So not only am I going to give you something, my word, which I can't go against, most assuredly I say to you. This is, this is the simplicity of prayer. In fact, we were just sharing with Brad and Patty kind of our journey, right? We went to this mega church and meet the pastor's wife, and she goes, I'm in charge of the prayer ministry. She gives us this stack of books. She goes, did any dust come out of there? No, he said last time I hit it, like, was it coming out? I said, that's the anointing, not dust. It's a, it's a, anyway. <laughs> what did you do with them? So we either left them in the hotel room or threw them in the garbage. I don't remember what it was. But I was like, there's no way I will do that. Prayer is such an easy thing. I'm, 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 I have everything he has, and, and I just have to re remind myself that I already have it. It's for me. That's what I'm trying to share. I think we've had this prayer at a distance thing where God's some far away dude, and we got to convince him somehow to do it. And he's like, no, you and I are one. Whatever I have is yours. You're a joint heir, and I've been given you the ability to create. Prayer is for you to just settle down and remind yourselves of these truths. That's prayer, right? And all these other guys are running around bullet jamming in tongues and all this other stuff, and, and they're wondering why we're just hanging out, eating chips. When are you going to pray? Well, first of all, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to settle down and rest. <laughs> Does that make sense? And even when we pray, when we pray for somebody, we're not doing anything. We're just stirring up what's already true about them. Does that make sense? 
it's, it's already true about them. So, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Most assuredly, this, uh, I say to you, whatever you, that word is ahitio, and it literally means, so we, we, the only context we have is we ask, like, um, uh, like Angelique today, hey, can I go to this thing next Wednesday or whatever? And I can say yes or no, and I think that's how we think about God. But literally that word doesn't, it, it means a request, but it also means if you, have, if you require anything in this life, if you need anything, is really what he's trying to say. If you need anything, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Is there any ambiguity in there? Most assuredly, if you ask anything in my name, if you now, if you guys have the reality and know that you're surnamed with me, meaning you're married with me, you're a co-equal with me, sitting at the throne with the Father. That's why it's comical to me, all these guys trying to cast down things. And I'm like, you are seated in heavenly realms far above all the things you're trying to drive a portal through. Does that make sense? It says most, you're in there already. You're in the Godhead. You're, you're, you're high above all principles and powers that you guys are trying to screw around with down here. You're the, that's nonsense, right? Oh, I see this. Well, well get some glasses because you're not seeing the right thing. I'm in him. Does that make sense? So most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you require, I'm going to, whatever you require, the Father, knowing that you're married to me, your surname to me, it doesn't mean you yell his name loudly at the end of the prayer, what we were taught in Bible school, right? He will give to you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. If you require it, what does it say? If you require it, you've got it. You will receive it. Why? Because I want you to be the spoiled bride. I want you to understand I actually accomplished something on the cross, that you're my bride. I mean, I want to take care of you. That's why I always ask you, do you feel loved? Do you feel like you're special? I said, I just want you to feel like you're the babe of babes and I spoil you. How am I doing? Good? No, it's real. And if I understand I want to do that for my wife here, how much more is it this, 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 this absolute song of Solomon lover want to do that for us? Does that make sense? To his bride. He doesn't put up these religious things that we've been taught about prayer. Some he answers some, some he doesn't. We never know. Wait a minute, most assuredly, most assuredly. See, I get more rest when I, when I meditate on this stuff and know I've already had it. So if you require anything, what do you require on earth? What do you require? He knows you need earthly things. That's what it says. He knows you need provision. He knows you need health to enjoy. Your joy can't be full if you don't have health here. Now, what, he's not saying, if you pray to me, then I'm going to give you health. And because you haven't prayed, I haven't given you health. He's going, I've given you everything. Prayer is this simple reality where you start resting in that truth. Not begging me for it as if somehow I did this and then I, somebody got healed. No, you've been healed before the foundation of the world is what it says. Now enter into that reality. Does that make sense to you guys? If you don't understand anything else, just go, he loves me as the perfect bride. That's going to be my meditation, my intimacy, my prayer. I'm not going to do any, not, nothing else for a week. Just do that. Gosh, he loves me perfectly. And I, I, I'm one with him. I have whatever the Father has. I have whatever Jesus has. I have the kingdom. And if I require it, I've got the whole thing. Not that Esther where I only got a half a deal in the old covenant. I got the full thing. You guys get it? All right. So, if you require anything, that's that word ask, you will receive. In fact, the reality is, is he's just going, listen, if you meditate on this thing that you already have it, E equals MC squared, you start just really allowing that spirit to come bubble up out of you that has already been done. It creates the mass that you see in the, in here. Does that make sense to you? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not begging God. In fact, most people I see pray are praying out of total unbelief and fear. So you know what they're producing? 
The very thing they're asking God to change. Because they think he's going to do it somehow, whether I prayed the right way or not. I go, no, he's already done it. Stop doing that. Stop being like Job. Does that make sense? Fearful, worried about all this stuff all the time. Don't be like that. Is that's not that's not who you are. The reality is, you've already been healed. You've already been provided for. You've already been everything. You're in Him, a joint heir. Now that's your that's your intimacy with Him. Is like, oh, thank you, Father. I have that. That's prayer to me. Does that make sense? Okay. So, if I require anything, the reality is I've already received it. In fact, uh, uh, afterwards it says, listen. If you go after the cross, it says, listen. Hey, go forgive others because of what. You've already been forgiven. Hey, go give because what? Because you've been already given everything. So when you have that reality, man, I can give because I'm in this reality that I've already have everything. It's just going to be this land flowing with milk and honey. I can't stop it. Follow me? Uh, you love other people because of what? Because he loves me. So even these scriptures, when you get on the other side of the cross, it's a different reality. So it's really like, hey, you know what? If I, if I require anything, know that I already have it before I've even asked for it, and now my joy is full. See, I think we're coming at it the wrong way, where we say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to twist God's arm as if he's not doing anything on earth. No, he's giving you the ability to go create it. It's really not even creating it. It's really just coming out of you as this divine flow. Does that make sense? But if you focus on the wrong thing in prayer even, what happens? It's got a wavelength and a frequency, and it produces a mass that you really don't want. Something in the physical. Follow me? I see worry words praying. I go, would you just stop and realize you have everything already so you can just start being joyful about this thing? Because if you're in love and joy, it's going to produce a much better result than you praying full of fear. In fact, what you're praying for in fear is actually what's going to be reality. And I know we don't like to hear that because we're like, God, I've been doing this wrong for 20 years. Yeah, but let's go enjoy the next 50 and do it right. Does that make sense? Not worry about what we didn't do right or wrong. So anyway, is that cool to you? Is that, does that get it? All right, go to this next slide. All right. Prayer is for us. That's what I've been trying to say. Prayer is for us to trust in Him. It's not our, <laughs> it's not our worried, begging, whatever, all these different things, trying to convince God to move. He's moved. You, the kingdom of God is at hand, is what it says. You have righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, just operate out of that fullness of you already have everything so you can be fully loved. That's the number one thing, is you're not guilty. You're not guilty. Man, the church does not understand that. He's removed sin as far as the east is from the west. It's not there. It takes some other church or Bible study or something to tell you it's there. It's gone, right? It takes the church lady to tell you it's there. You know what I'm talking about? My mother would do this. She knows. She would put her arms like this. I'm like, oh God, here it comes. So, all right. So, it's simply bringing forth what's already true in our perfect union of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense to you guys? Are you getting anything out of that? All right, I want to read something for you, and then um, uh, I think I'm going to go through this book with you guys as, as really like a church, and, and let me just put some disclaimers on it first. Um, we've been through the whole thing, is all I would tell you. Uh, you know, we, we charismatic, word of faith, uh, everything, man, because we were zealous. We're like, we thought we were missing something. The reality is we already had it all along, but nobody told me that. Like, oh, here's the secret to this. If, you, if you're looking for, if somebody's got a secret, they got nothing. Does that make sense? If they're selling their system to go, hey, 10 ways to hear God, just stop. Just stop. He, he hears us and we hear him. We're intimate with him. There's nothing to, to do. It's, thank you, Lord, I have you. 
But a lot of this religiousness, if we don't read our Bible for 10 days, we think he's mad at us and we feel guilty again. This is why this is happening. No, it's, no you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You can have joy in this one because you have everything's already been given to you. You're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. If I own it, then, then, then the reality is, well, how do I produce it? I think that's what everybody's trying to, what do I do? Whatever you hold in your heart on a consistent basis is what you're going to see in the physical. So prayer should be, thank you, Lord, I already have this thing. And that, you will see that in your life. That, that wavelength and frequency of your thoughts from your heart will produce that mass. Does that make sense? I'm trying to just combine it in something that you know. So, but, um, so anyway, I love these John Crowder books. Now, where you're going to fall down some of you guys is uh, literally, if you go on YouTube, the guy's a nutcase. Um, but it's theology I love. I'm not saying literally, but he, you know, he's falling down in the spirit. He's doing all this and all that. And I go, that's fine. You can go do all that stuff. It's, I just want to be the baddest dude on the planet and operate supernaturally, naturally, and not fall down. That's just me. I don't want to, and you know what? If I, if, if he, if I get it, it can be overwhelming sometimes, but everywhere I see it, like, wait a minute, Jesus had the spirit fullness of him. And, uh, uh, you guys heard me talk about it. I don't think I'm going to go laughing hysterically if I had a meeting with Donald Trump for some business deal. And I go, Charismatics are hovered around the Capitol trying to, no, 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 just tell them what's already true. Tell them that Christ was in, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, man. Everything's done. Now enjoy it. You're forgiven completely. You're perfectly loved. Amen? And love has a different frequency than guilt and shame. You guys know that. The guilt and shame of the law, which starts to just show you what's bad, produces what? More of it. Does that make sense to you guys? Okay, so I just want to read this to you. I, I really think I'm going to go through this. It's called Cosmos Reborn. This and Mystical Union I just think are so, so good. Um, it's kind of what I've been looking for. I was like, you know, there's some truths in all this, and I, hey, I enjoy praying in tongues and all that, but I found what, if I just sit there and meditate on how much he loves me and just not try to do anything, it's just let it bubble up out of me, man, I get so much more. I really do. I just, uh, uh, and so it's, here's what he says. It says, in a very real sense, there's never been a separation between heaven and earth, except in the enmity of our own minds caused by sin, Colossians 1, 21, 22. And um, I think I'm going to teach on Psalm, Psalm 22 here one of these times too, because uh, we were taught so long that there's this angry God and Jesus is up there and he says, why have you forsaken me, Right? But if you keep reading Psalm 22, literally before their eyes, he was fulfilling Psalm 22. It's a messianic psalm. And by the end of that psalm, he says, I never forsake you because the Father, the Son are always one, and I've never forsaken you. But in his own mind, that was his human part. He's like, I, I feel like, man, nothing's working. I'm in hell, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm naked, and I've done all these things. Why have you forsaken me? And he says, I've never forsaken you. I've always been with you. And in your own mind, a little bit, you, you thought I was apart from you. So that's why... Am I making any sense to you? We'll talk about penal substitution at some point, because that's what I was taught, even by the biggest of bigs. And I'm like, that can't be right. Now that I understand scripture, I'm like, there's no way he was ever mad. There was no way, because he, he's love and he keeps no record of it. So if he doesn't keep a record of it, how could he be mad at us? Right? Go read 1 Corinthians 13 again. You can't do that. He did it. Follow me? I am agape love. How many guys know we're not always agape love? I know I'm not sometimes. Just get me in the airport sometime. When my flight's canceled in Chicago and there's 8 million people that bought the cheapest flight there, just drive me nuts. Uh, anyway. All right. So quantum entanglement. He's talking about quantum physics here. Even in the arena of science, we're starting to realize there's really no separation between the visible and the invisible. 
energy equals the mass and vice versa. And it's just moving at the speed of light. So this thing is moving at the speed of light. There's really nothing attached. I love, she knows I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I, um, was it, no, it wasn't Berkeley. Where was it? It was uh, UC Santa Barbara, I think. And I've seen the split slot theories and I've taught you all that, right? Taught you that? Am I losing my mic? No? Where they shoot electrons at this paper and there's three holes. When they put an electron microscope, so when they actually are watching, you know what the electrons produce on that paper? Three dots, is like to expect. If, if there's only three holes in that lead and they can only go through those three holes, then it's gonna produce on that paper, that's gra that graph paper is gonna produce three places where the electrons hit it, right? You take the electron microscope off and you know what it produces? A wave. You didn't tell me what you wanted to be yet. Oh, you haven't told me what, to, what mass to form in yet. That'll just get your mind. Prayer is really, we're so fearfully and wonderfully made, we still think we're trying to beg this God who sometimes plays favorites and sometimes he answers prayers, sometimes he heals, and sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he provides, sometimes he doesn't. Never, he is love and always love. Does that make sense? And he will always respond. So if you can think of a loving, loving father, how would he treat his kids? If you can think of a loving, loving husband, like the perfect husband, how would he treat his wife? Would he make you jump through those faith hoops that you were taught? No way. No way. Does that make sense to you guys? He goes, listen, I've loved you unconditionally. You're perfectly forgiven. You're in Christ. In fact, you were in Christ before the foundation of the world. Before the first Adam even fell, Christ already redeemed you and saved you. No, no, it was when I was 13 I said these words. Repeat after me. No, that was, when, that was when you came into the reality of what Jesus has already done. You didn't make it happen. He made it happen. He was in Christ, reconciling the world. Does that make sense to you guys? Woo, man. So when we, also, when we preach that message, the gospel of reconciliation, all we're doing is homologu in what Jesus already said about you. You guys get it? All right, maybe not. So, all right, let me just read this part to you and then we'll be done. Natural laws that seem to be fixed don't appear so more. I just showed you that, right? You take the electron, and then they do double-blind studies. They have electron microscope looking at another electron microscope, and it, it, it's when they're, when they're measuring it, three dots. When they're not measuring it, it's a sine wave. You haven't told me what you want to be. I don't know how that works. It just works. That's the mystery of God. Isn't that beautiful, though? And you see Santa Barbara put a, put a tuning fork in a, as close to absolute vacuum as it could, and they strike it, and they, somehow they measure it at almost light speed. In one second it's there, one millisecond it's not there. It's moving at the speed of light. All of a sudden there's mass, and then there's not mass. There's mass, and there's not mass. See, I love that kind of stuff. So whatever we, whatever we meditate on and think about is the mass we're going to produce. Is this making any sense to you? And you guys have all heard that. The spirit realm produces the physical. No, it's my prayer that produces it. Yes, if you're doing what I'm teaching you. But you begging God produces nothing. It probably produces the fear in your heart. You guys get it? Because the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy, which you own. That's the name you own. You have everything in him. Now go produce. How abundant do you want to be? What do you want to go create? He's given you a paintbrush, and you can just go paint your life. Just like those things. He goes, what do you want to do with your life? See, the reason that the church hates that is because they didn't give you any religious things to go do. Exactly, no guilt. They want you to repent, even though that word's not even in there. It's metanoia. It's a Catholic term meaning pay your penalty. These Catholics just kind of threw that one in there. It's good to get money out of the congregation. Make them pay for it. But it's metanoia. Change your mind because whatever you fix in your mind long term is exactly what you're going to see in the physical.
What were you taught repent means? Stop doing that bad thing you're doing because I'm a better Christian and I'm not doing that, so look at me. Right? What up? If anybody tells you that in this church, I want to get a hold of them because I have, I have like zero tolerance for that. Like, you stinking Pharisee with a eight by eight in your eye, not a two by four. Right? You got a, what's a big board, Joe? You got a six by six in that puppy, not a two by four. Right? Would you get over your religious nonsense and go share his perfect love to him or her? Got it? All right. So, fixed, what natural laws seem to be fixed don't appear so more. Millions of proofs have been shown in an unknown but very real relation between particles in the universe. One of the most amazing discoveries is that everything in the entire universe is entangled system that is interconnected. For instance, take two small particles like electrons that are entangled from the same source, observe them, observe them separately no matter how far apart they are, put one in Mozambique and the other in Jupiter. If you turn, on, if you turn one electron, how many of you guys know the other electron turns exactly the same way simultaneously? Hallelujah, man. So, the space between them is irrelevant because it says, listen, everything has its being in Christ. It's held together by Him, right? So, the space between them is irrelevant. They move in unison faster than the speed of light. We just showed you that it's, they are somehow united. The proven principle shows us that all our ideas of spatial separation could be an illusion, meaning that what we see here is we can order it. It's really kind of an illusion. Follow me? Maybe not. Maybe we need to drop acid so you can see stuff coming out of the speakers and stuff, but anyway. Could it also say something about our union with God that is closer than time and space could ever fathom? That's what he's just showing you, man. Things, if it can go around the world seven times in a second, it's really there and it's not there, and we, we have an ability to go at it. So, the, inter, the inherent interconnection between God and humanity, the inherent interconnection, what does that sound like? A marriage union, two have become one. Does that make sense? See, that's the gospel, that Jesus is now you, and you're in Jesus, and you're a joint heir. Two have become one. And he says, if you understand this on the earth, in Ephesians, he says, listen, it, a, a physical marriage is just a reality of what's already happened in Christ, that he's, the, he's the, the groom and you're the bride, and two have become one. So he's become one with me, and I'm one with him. And we've talked about that with the vine last week. Hey, you're the vine, or you're the, he's the vine, and he's the branch, and if you abide in me, and, you, and I in you, right? All he's trying to do is just show this two-ness that become one. If you're in me and I'm in you, how many of you guys know that's reality today? We are in him and he's in me. That's what Jesus kept saying. Lord, Lord, I love this because these guys are starting to get that I'm in you and you're in me and now they're in me too. Where the Jews tried to kill Jesus for saying that, but now I'm telling them everybody is that way. Does that make sense? So if you abide in me and my abide in you, I'm the vine, you guys are just the branches, where's the fruit come out? Where's the mass, all the things physical come out, on the vine or the branch? The branch. So what's our job? So I'm saying, sit, hang out and get a tan. That's prayer to me. It's like, oh, thank you, Lord, that this, this rivers of living water, this truth of, of, of what I already have, what I already own, it just starts to bubble out of me. And the more I abide in that and I on you, it produces the fruit. It produces exactly what I'm meditating on. Follow me? It's so much easier. Because I've heard all this, you know, get that scripture and like squeeze that thing and read like that word. It says, give me a bad scripture. Give me a bad one. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I'm going to meditate on the Word of God. An eye for an eye. How long did you meditate on it? I didn't, bro. I just realized I already have it. 
You guys see, it's not that. It's the word of God is Jesus. Every scripture has to be interpreted through Jesus Christ. If you meditate on that truth that I'm in him and you're in me, you will bear much fruit. You try to do it by praying, fasting, all these other stuff without him just flowing through, you're not going to produce anger, strife, murder. You're going to produce works, man. You're going to produce the, the, the typical angry, false joy, humility. What do I call them? You get around the, the Christian brothers where you come away and you feel dirty. Like, what was that? This fake nonsense, you know? I love you, brother. I'll plead, I'll pray for you. I got it. I just feel, blah. You know when somebody's real, man, you know? He's not trying to drip on you with the, oh, yeah, I'm like, you liar, man. Because it, it's not coming out of him. He's, tr- he's producing it on the outside. He's a whitewashed tomb. You guys know what I'm trying to say? It's like, ah, it just gives me the willies. Anyway, all right, so the inherent interconnection between God and humanity that exists in this fabric of Jesus' identity is the God-man. That's what Beth was saying about the, 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 um, I'll stop, I promise. The God-man is more solid than reality itself. Jesus is the God-man, and what what does that make you now? The God-man. You're fully, you're fully him and you're fully flesh. Go produce, boys, right? You're created in his image. So, Jesus' identity as the God-man is more solid than reality itself and faster than the speed of light. In him, all things are held together, Colossians 1.17. Religion, the attempt to set ourselves right with God on our own, is a total joke. See Baxter Kruger, which I love. If you go, he's a great theologian. If you want to go look him up on the internet. We don't make him part of our lives. Jesus has already made us part of his. Heaven and earth have been permanently rewired in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. All things came into being by him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. You guys get this thing? All right. I just wrote a couple notes here. Get to your feet. Um, is that, yeah, I've got, that's the last slide here. All right. Let me, let me kind of give you some concrete examples. Um, and listen, I've gone through all this stuff in my life. So if this is hitting too close to home sometimes, I'm not talking at you. I'm not trying to correct you. I, I, I really, when I was sitting at my desk today, I was going, how did I used to pray? And what did I think it was about? And then when did I really just get results? That make sense? When I was trying to pray for health, it escaped me. Prayer, not like this, what I'm teaching you, just reality that I already have it. Or, or it made it worse. Does that make sense? Because all of a sudden, and Joseph Prince talks about that. He goes, listen, when, the, when Singapore had the kidney disease awareness, kidney disease in the country went up 25%. The very thing they were trying to do and solve increased. What does that sound like? They were looking for the problem, not the solution. They're trying to diagnose something to go, no, no, you're supposed to be in him. He's the solution. That, that's your reality. Look at him. That's who he is. Follow me? So my prayer didn't make him who he is, so my prayer isn't going to make, it's, it's the reality that I can meditate that I already have everything he has and I don't need to worry about it. And that will produce that physical thing. Does that help you guys? All right. So I wrote um, thoughts, as if you like those healing codes, the love code, etc. thoughts, what we think about on a daily basis, what, just what Anthony Robbins said, like whatever you hold in your heart, that's really just the real you, the, the subconscious part that you can't see. It's your thoughts, it's your, it's your, um, Subconscious is all these things we can't see, right? But how many guys know it has an energy? Follow me? Like if you get a call, your kids are supposed to be home two hours ago and it's 2 a.m. and it's snowy out, all of a sudden your phone rings. Does that produce some energy in you? Oh yeah, right? 
at the speed of light it does. Now, what is it supposed to produce in us? Thank you, Lord. This is going to be a good call because all things work together for my good. See the difference of what it produces? Does that make sense? So, if you change your thoughts, that, that E equals MC squared, if you change what you're, what you're meditating on in your heart, are you think you're going to get a different physical reality? No question. It's a different frequency. Follow me? Um, so, I just wrote some things. I said, so one is pleading with God, thinking that's what prayer is. Follow me? I'm begging God, trying to make this happen. Lord, I prayed and this didn't happen. I didn't see it. Why are you not answering my prayer? No, he answered it 2,000 years ago. He goes, listen, I poured out my spirit on all flesh. That was the promise of Abraham. By one man, you're going to be completely righteous with peace and joy. You already have it. See, the church world, the religion is still trying to get it. How many of you guys know it's like without joy? Right? I, I'm serious. I, I know that like, it hits close to home, but have you ever seen a joyful prophetess? Most of them are screeching. Because they're still trying to prophesy this thing that they don't even know they have it. Like, you already have it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Like, smile. My wife will walk in the room. She goes, that lady just needs a hug. No, no, she's a prophetess. She's prophesying your future. I was like, la, 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 la. Because it's righteousness, peace, and joy. I don't see any joy in that thing. All right. So, so one, one person is pleading with God full of fear thoughts. You know what they're going to produce? The very thing they're afraid of. Does that make sense? Because that, what, what, what that real thing is what you're, you're trying to get God to move, not realizing, no, you're in Him, you're, you have everything. And I've designed you so beautifully that whatever you focus on, you're going to produce. That's this joy that you have. Follow me? And you've seen that if you go look at heart math and, and those different things, again, I love those experiences where, and they do it with plants, they do it with water, they do it with everything. But if you take strands of DNA and you think about lovely, good thoughts, it actually repairs DNA. You think about negative fearful things, it actually unwinds the DNA. That's how powerful it is. So that means like if I, that, see, all prayer really to me is, all prayer like healers and all this stuff, I just believe they're into this reality that they know this is real and they're just stirring up what's true about it. So that frequency that they're permitting when they lay on their hands, etc., and the words they speak is, is now changing this physical thing. Follow me? That's, that's it to me. That's prayer. So when we really get this thing that we are the, we're just the branch and his What's the, like the biggest radio tower you've ever heard of, bud? Whatever. I don't know. I'll, I'll probably say the wrong words, Tommy, but like. It's in Singapore. It's in Singapore. Like, well, I, I don't know. Like, what's a typical megawatt tower? I don't know. I, I want to sound stupid. Like. So he said like 30, 40 megawatts. I go. So think about you got like this million megawatt thing just coming through you. And it is. It's like what we focus on. So when you lay hands on stuff, it's not like we're making that happen. It's just this truth that we have in our mind. Like, listen, he's our reality. And he perfectly loves everybody. And he heals. He cannot deny himself. So when I lay my hands on this, I have assurance that it's rearranging things here. Does that make sense? That's prayer. You don't have to go to this 10-week course to go heal the sick. You, just, you, you can't do it. Even those guys who think their prayer, their thing, their supernatural faith did that, I go, you can do nothing. He's, you're the branch. You can't even produce that. No, I did it. I fasted. I did it. No, you didn't. Just by his grace. He's like, this guy's going to starve to death if I don't move through him right now. I'm going to just do it by grace. Follow me? It's not, <laughs> they didn't produce it. They cannot produce it. Because without him, you can do how many things? Oh, but I can heal the sick. You can't do jack. 
Does that make sense? But the, the, the other part of that tension is, but you can do everything in him. I'm just trying to get this to you. So one guy's full of these images, etc. The other is resting in him. So one guy's like, Lord, I'm praying for provision. And the other guy's going, oh, thank you, Lord, that I'm Abraham's seed and I'm a joint heir. I already have everything. I already have this unlimited flow. Thank you, Father. Now I can give out of my abundance knowing that it's just like this flow that I can't stop because I'm a joint heir of him. Follow me? The other person's praying for healing, but their heart's full of fear. You know what they're producing? The very thing they don't want. And that's why we get mad at God. And that's why, that is, no, he's like, listen, you have righteousness, peace, and joy in me. I, you have the perfect health, you have perfect provision, you have perfect peace, you have everything I have. Now that's prayer when you rest in that truth and reality. You go, thank you, Father, that I already have this. And you let that, those thoughts, those things produce. I, I get it, it's difficult. If, you're, if, you're, if your limb's laying off, it's hard to go, I'm already healed, I get it. But if you can, the best you can, or get them around us, because we, we know that's a truth. Does that make sense? And go find, so that's why it's the laying on the hands is powerful because really all you're just trying to do is find somebody who knows these truths and they can release that because they're a branch too and they're releasing this million megawatt thing out of them. They're not falling down, they're not doing anything. They just understand that those thoughts that they're producing in their hearts and minds are rearranging things on earth. Does that make sense to you guys? Does that make prayer a little bit easier? Okay, we're done. Does that help? So none of this bagging stuff. Out of fear. Follow me? And then they start arguing. You say it once and then just believe and... No, it's just like, it's a continuous thing. The, the more you just meditate on that, this is already true. So it's just the opposite of typically, you know how to worry, we've taught about that. That's prayer too. No, we just say Jesus on it and so we think that's, that's prayer, right? Does that make sense? But really, what are we doing? We're producing what we don't want. Follow me? Does that, does that make any sense to you? But because we asked him and yelled Jesus loudly at the end, it changed everything. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. He's like, come to this reality, you already have it all, and let that reality start to produce. How many of you guys know you're supernaturally healed before the foundation of the world? Hallelujah, man. So my prayer is not making it happen. I'm just homologuing that I already have it. I'm saying the same thing that is the truth about Jesus. That's homologio. Follow me? So if you, if you want supernatural restoration, did he already rest, restore you back into the family? You just start meditating on that, and then your family starts to restore. Follow me? But if I'm going, Lord, I'm playing, I'm pleading, I'm doing this, oh, Lord. And I get it, because that's, that's how most people have been taught. And they somehow they're begging, their fear is going to produce it. It's like, no. I get it. Sometimes it's hard, but there's no emergencies in life. Because some of you guys, emergency in life, what does it produce? Fear. Does that, does that make sense? So the very thing you don't want comes upon you. It's, it's kind of this, this weird deal. And so that's where if we really know that he's already given you everything, now we just operate out of that perfect union, that everything's mine, he, because he loves me unconditionally, and he's removed sin as far as the east and the west, I never have to have an ounce of guilt ever again. Because if I went and did something silly, it, it's, not, it's not really my identity, it's not even the real me. It's just I forgot who I was. I was walking around in the pig slop for a while, and then I came to myself again and go, oh yeah, that's me. Jesus Christ is me, and I'm in him, and he's in me, and we're one. That's my real reality. I came to myself. Does that help? Okay. So how do you pray? I mean, we say 
English things to guide, really it should be just to remind us of what we already have. My prayer doesn't make it happen, it already happened. That's what I'm trying to get you to see. Does that help you guys? So let's pray. What do you, what do you need? So it's not like this begging thing of God, you know, what do you do? Communicate with me. What do you do? About, for, thank him for what? That what you want to produce is already available to you, and now when you meditate and you see that end result, it will, you will see it. That's prayer. Just coming into the, if I require anything, I know I already have it, and it's going to produce. So my joy can be full. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Religion, steps, how many of you guys make that unjoyful? Get into this more, do this more, fast more, do this more. How many, how many of you guys got a lot of joy out of that? You know what it does? It shows you what you don't already have. But scripture clearly says you're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. Don't be beguiled by any nonsense religious guy. Right? It's not what you eat, don't eat. It's not any of that. It's you're one with him. Don't let him beguile you by the simplicity that's in Christ and you're one with him. You're in a perfect union with him. Does that help? All right. So, Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Man, I hope this made sense to people. Prayer is this intimate time where I can just remind myself of how good he is how awesome he is, how much he loves me perfectly, that he died for me when I didn't deserve anything. If he did that, how much more, if I require anything, I can have the assurance that I already have it. That was the whole message of Jesus Christ. I'm a joint heir of what he already has. So, Father, we thank you that this message of perfect love, that he loves us perfectly, he's never been upset with us. Jesus didn't die to appease the Father. He desired to appease our heart is what it says. Our heart sprinkled once. We should have no more consciousness of sin. The truth was God always loved us in perfect marriage. Always did. He pursued us even when we didn't think we deserved it in the garden. So, Father, if he loves us perfectly, how much more when we don't deserve anything that if we require anything, we can have assurance that we already have it before the foundation of the world. That is that perfect marriage union. So, Father, we thank you for this, this message getting into people's hearts so it starts to produce 30, 60, 100 fold. Father, we thank you that they already are supernaturally provided for. They already have perfect and divine health. Our worrying does damage. It doesn't actually help. We're supposed to come into the rest that by one man's obedience is we're all obedient. We're all perfect. We're all healed. We're all righteous. We're all whole in him. So, Father, we thank you for supernatural bodies being healed, that the reality of that truth that Jesus is us and we're in him, Father, to the very DNA, go heal these people in Jesus' magnificent name. Because as we look at him, you're perfectly healed, nothing wrong. That's who these people are in Jesus Christ. Father, they're perfect. They're supernaturally provided for it. We thank you for that truth, Father. We thank you that they can have your abundant joy flowing out of you, where any care we can cast it on you because you're such a better caretaker than us worry wards. That gives us assurance, Father. So we thank you for supernatural things. We thank you that if there's anything wrong, that you know that you've given us this assurance that if we require anything to change that's not joyful on here, we meditate on the fact that we already have it in Jesus and it will produce so our joy can be full. So we thank you, Father, for all those things. In Jesus' magnificent name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. You're really...